This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Recently, I read a very interesting article by Mary Flum for NBC News in Tampa, Florida, and she was talking about American families who are choosing to host Ukrainian families in their homes. And this is an interesting phenomenon because there are many people who are looking around at the war in Ukraine and they're saying, what can we do? How can we help? I even know people personally who have said I wish there was a way I could host a family in my house because many families have extra room. Maybe their own children are grown now and they're empty nesters, such as the people that Mary talked about in her article. And so several people worked through a church, which is a Ukrainian church in Sacramento County, California, called Spring of Life Ukrainian Church. And somehow through the work of that church, they facilitated these exchanges where Ukrainian families would come to the U.S. and they would now live with an American host family. One of the things that's interesting about that is the host families wanted to do something so that they could contribute to the effort of providing help. And as they were helping they also derived benefits as well. For some of the empty nest families in particular, now their house is filled with toys and children and laughter. And it's a sound and a sight that they've missed even for a period of time. It's again, a cultural exchange, families getting together, sharing their lives together and moving forward in a new way. It's not without its challenges. It's not without its difficulties because the Ukrainians who are coming to the U.S. are not coming in refugee status. There's a different status that's been attached to this called humanitarian parole status. And what's different about humanitarian parole is that it does not have any government benefits that you normally would have with refugee status. So there's no help with resettlement. There's no health care no assistance with finding employment or anything of that sort. So the host families are taking on a lot of burden themselves in terms of bringing the families into their homes. And particularly if someone gets sick and there's no health care, that's certainly something to be concerned about. And I mentioned this because it's possible that even you as an individual marketplace ministry leader or you as your company and your organization might see some of the needs that are left unfilled, and this could be your way of helping. You might be able to create a fund that provides financial resources to these host families for emergencies, for medical care, and for other things that are not covered by the government at this time. We also have learned, and Mary talked about it in her article, that Many of these families are really burdened with all the paperwork that's involved. It's very difficult to fill out the paperwork that's necessary to really host a Ukrainian family. And so, again, someone might create a service 
that walks these families through it. They say it's almost like a full-time job just to do it for one family in one situation. So imagine if you had a service that you provided and you were able to do this paperwork on behalf of the American and Ukrainian families, that that would be a wonderful service to offer. I also think that in this scenario, we have an opportunity to look at models, models for how to intervene, models for how to operate that may be different from some of the prevailing narratives. So in a past show, I talked about the family in Ukraine that was living with the Russian soldiers in their home. And in that situation, the Russian government had modeled what it was like to go someplace, see something you want, and then just take it. And some of the Russian soldiers were taking things back to Russia that they didn't have back home because these were things that were missing and that they didn't have. They were modeling that. The government was modeling it and the citizens were following it. And so here in this situation, there's another modeling opportunity. And this modeling opportunity is to say, what is the need right now? What resources do I have that I can bring to bear to meet that need? And that's a wonderful way to think about situations and scenarios. You don't even always know what's going to be necessary or what's going to be needed until the need actually occurs and happens. And again, you'd be building models in the future for other people groups who might go through difficulty, other people groups who have danger on the borders of our country, and they may be coming here to seek asylum and so on and so forth. So there are many applications in terms of what we could do. I understand that with this humanitarian parole status program, approximately 100,000 Ukrainians will be allowed to come to the U.S. under this program. So that's a lot of people, and that's a lot of services that could possibly be brought to bear to help them. In addition to organizations thinking about what they can do individually and collectively, a lot of big companies, and you may be a part of a big company, also have corporate social responsibility arms. This is a part of the organization that provides humanitarian aid and effort that supports nonprofit organizations in the community, and sometimes they have their own nonprofits within the company. What if you as a corporation started something that allowed your people to get some resources from the company foundation to host families from Ukraine during this war situation. That would be a wonderful contribution. You could spread goodwill by having these projects the same way as organizations might collectively engage in a Habitat for Humanity project together. You could even sponsor days when the families come together at the company to have a shared picnic and to enjoy time with each other. This is really a monumental opportunity to build relationships across many divides, to build relationships with people we have not previously known in a deep way. And if the Ukrainians remain in the United States, this could be a future workforce as well that you're grooming and treating in a certain way. So I'd say this is a wonderful time 
to think about how you can add value, how you can be useful to people who are having a need and you may be the solution to their need. So get creative. Brainstorm with the people in your company. Think about the different ways that you could intervene. And notice I use the word think, because as I've been talking about Ukraine in the last couple of episodes, it's really an opportunity to think differently. Think differently about people who we might otherwise see as enemies, and also to think about what resources do I have that I can repurpose and use for someone else's benefit. And so I want to invite you to actually get a copy of my think model, because in order to move forward in a different way, we've got to think differently. And you might remember that the verse behind Trans Leadership, the company, is Romans 12, 2. And part of it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if you want to fuel your mind, think a little bit differently so that you get to some of these innovative solutions. Go to www.transleadership.com forward slash think. That's www.transleadership.com forward slash think, and you can download your own personal copy of the Think Model, and it will help you to think about what your next best opportunities are. So as we're closing out today's segment, I want to read a couple of verses, some verses from the first covenant as well as from the second. And in the first covenant, this is the book of Exodus, the 22nd chapter, and the 21st verse. And God is speaking to his people Israel, and he says, You shall neither mistreat a stranger nor oppress him, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. And think about that. The Israelites had an experience of being enslaved in Egypt way back when. And God is saying, use that experience in your life to really give you empathy for other people so that you don't yourself mistreat the stranger. And then if we move to the new covenant and we go to Hebrews, the 13th chapter, starting with verse one, it says, let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. That's verses one and two. And I'll also drop down to verse 16, which says, but do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And I want to say a word or two about that word, angels. We think about angels as supernatural heavenly beings, and certainly that could be the case as well. And a more just everyday definition of angel, it means messenger. So it may be that someone who you host in your family or someone who you help in one way or another they may be a special messenger from God to you because God very rarely works in one direction. So God works to benefit the one who's helped and also the one who is helping because ultimately he resources both. You never know when your heavenly messenger is bringing you a message from God.
You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.